0: driving. It's a mostly necessary skill and part of our everyday life. But how do we process the information while we are driving? When you see the car in front of yous brake lights go on, you know you have to slow down and then you process- press your foot down on the brake. The processing of information from taking in the world around you to taking action is due to neural transmission. Your sensory neurons take the visual information into your brain where inner neurons process the red me- that red means stop and then motor neurons go to the muscles in your leg and foot and make it press down on the brake.
1: There are all sorts of laws that drivers are required to follow in order to acquire their license being allowed to drive. The main function of the hippocampus is to store long-term memories, which is essential to remember all the laws that we need to follow. Along with that, the hippocampus is responsible for direction dura- of our navigation. No, not Google or Apple Maps, but our own perception of navigation. For example, how far the car is in front of me or where someone else is on the road in relation to myself.
0: The act of driving itself is easy. It's the constant decision-making and the failing to make the right decisions that get people into trouble. Turn after turn, figuring out where to merge, it's all up to your frontal lobe. If you're going 60 in the left lane and your 90-degree right turn comes up faster than you expected, a healthy frontal lobe will help you decide that it's probably not a smart idea to try to merge and then make a 90 degree turn going 60 miles an hour. And then you should probably just find another turn up the road.
2: The next thing we are going to talk about is our occipital lobe, which is the primary visual cortex which receives and processes information from visual aids while driving. Picture this, you have been craving tacos all day, and that is all you are thinking about as you exit the parking lot of your school, job, or wherever you- So you've been driving for 15 minutes, and you have gone into the end of the street near Carlos Taqueria, and you have nearly smelled the tacos while coming to a four-way intersect. And you see the stop sign, so like any normal person, you'd stop and check both ways to see which vehicle got there first and who has the right-of-way so no incidents incidents occur. This situation is a normality for us. We do it all the time. So what does this have to do with our occipital lobe? You may be thinking, well the visual cortex enables us to see and know what is going on around our surroundings by interpreting the incoming visual stimuli in case the stop si- in this case the stop sign indicating one to stop so nothing bad occurs.
1: While driving on the road there are all kinds of visual stimuli along with audio stimuli, both of which are really important while driving. The temporal lobe is the main auditory lobe and is concerned with interpreting sounds. While driving, chances are you're going to hear someone honk their horn or the sound of someone's engine rumble as they pass by. All these small things provide information to us that is crucial to driving because they let us know things like other people's positions on the road. Imagine a guy behind you blasting his music and driving his big block Chevy truck and coming up behind you and following you three feet behind while on the highway going 60. Obviously not the safest thing in the world, but our temporal lobe lets us know when it's time to move out of the way.
2: Our Wernicks area plays a crucial role in understanding spoken and written language. It enables us to read and understand sign boards while driving. It also helps us to interpret noises in our surrounding life when you think you are going to merge into another lane, but instead you're so close to merging into another car, and they be by you and unfortunately swear at you because they think you're a moron and you shouldn't be driving. Your Wernicks area allows you to process this whole situation and understand that what that individual unfortunately said to you. Another situation would be when you are listening to your notifications for traffic and bad weather on the radio, radio, helping you to find a way to avoid traffic and helping you determine whether you should or shouldn't drive due to the severity of the storm.
0: Broca's area comes into play when you're rushing down the highway and your favorite song comes on and you sing along because Broca's area gives you the ability to sing and form speech. Therefore, it also gives you the ability to swear at the guy in front of you for not going the speed limit, to be able to scream when a trunk almost merges into you, or to give your fancy new car voice commands when you are driving.
1: Driving is a complex task that requires your brain to be firing all the time. All the different parts of your brain are doing their own tasks and collectively these parts allow you to drive a car while following the rules of the road. The second you enter a car, your motor cortex is already firing. Your motor cortex controls your voluntary actions, for example steering the steering wheel, pushing the acceleration and brake pedals when you need to, when you need to and more. When that crazy guy in front of you brake checks you, your motor cortex allows you to swerve away and potentially avoid a fatal accident.
2: Imagine this. You've worked a 12-hour shift and you're sleepy, hungry, and just super annoyed with everyone and you just want to go home and knock out and not have to deal with anything. Well, this is due to neurotransmitters being fired that can be low levels of serotonin, which causes you to have these side effects of moodiness, hunger, and tiredness. And with all these emotions, it is best for you not to drive and stay in if you're already home. Traffic is a common source of frustration, especially
0: when you're running late for something. Don't you just hate it when you're 10 minutes late to work and the car right in front of you stops on a yellow light, delaying your arrival even farther? You honk your horn, swear, and get unnecessarily angry. Where does all this road rage come from? It's attributed to the amygdala, which is responsible for emotional responses, primarily ones of aggression. It is also the reason why the driver in front of you gets angry when you honk your horn at them for trying to drive safely.
1: Picture this. You wake up and look outside of your $10 million mansion. It's a beautiful day outside, and you really want to go on a drive. You open your garage, and the sun shines onto your 1,200-horsepower car, and you get in, as you, and as you're driving, and you're going faster and faster, your adrenaline starts pumping. The neurons in your head are firing and pumping out lots of neurotransmitters, a lot of which is dopamine. So for all you speed demons, you can thank dopamine for giving you that speed high. Feelings of pleasure are coming from the reward center of your brain, the amygdala.
2: When it comes to driving, if you're anything like me, you avoid it at all costs and make up excuses not to drive. However, there are those days where you can't avoid the problem any longer and you have to keep it together and actually get behind the wheel. Mortifying, I know. There are moments where when you're driving that you feel like you are going to mess up badly. Your body just gets tense, your heart is racing, and you feel like your body is shutting down and you're about to lose control. But it doesn't and you don't, thankfully to your cerebellum. Your cerebellum makes it possible for you to engage in everyday tasks. It controls your memories for knowing how to use your body for things like walking, playing an instrument, and yes, it also includes driving. It is is responsible for interpreting and reacting to stimuli while you are driving. This includes maintaining your balance while driving. It enables you to coordinate your hands and foot movement in order to operate the vehicle. And it also helps with remembering how to even drive, which is a huge part of actually operating a vehicle. And that's what occurs in your brain when you're driving. Who knew driving was so complicated? We would like to thank our sponsors, our psychology teacher, Ms. Myers, and the third edition of Thinking About Psychology, The Science of Mind and Behavior.